Well, I gotta admit something to you guys, and that I made a huge mistake. Not a huge mistake, but a little mistake. In that, um, when I was planning sermons for the last, for my, for my last sermon series, I wanted to end on last week's sermon. But I didn't realize there were five Sundays in May at first. And so I realized I've got an extra Sunday where I have to preach. <laughs> and, um, and so I, didn't, I was like, what do I do for this, this last sermon? How, why do you preach for your last sermon in a place? I looked at, you know, we, this, this series has gone through 1 Corinthians chapter 15 little by little. So I was like, maybe I should just get into 1 Corinthians chapter 16. But it's one of those end chapters of a book where Paul's just like, tell, tell Phoebe I said, hey. And I was like, There's just, that's not really what I want to go out on is a tell Phoebe I said, hey sermon. So then I was just looking around like, well, what else am I going to do? Well, we've talked about all these aspects of the gospel. And, um, and that's what I want to leave you all with is the gospel. And so how, how do I preach the gospel one more time? And um, so what I, what I landed on was this chapter in Ephesians. It's this passage of Ephesians, and it's probably really familiar to you. Uh, but it, it is the prayer that Paul has for the church in Ephesus. And uh, it's the prayer that I want to leave with you, too. So we're going to spend some time this morning in Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse... For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. And I pray that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through His Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who, by the power at work within us, is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I don't think I realized when I was a kid the stuff that my parents did for me that was motivated out of love. You know, when you're a kid, you just take so much stuff for granted. You take so much of what, especially the things that your parents do for you, for granted. I, uh, it wasn't until you become a parent that you realize that it's all motivated from love. I remember one time, uh, one Christmas, when my dad's um, business wasn't doing so well, and uh, we were tight on money, my mom went and got a job at Target during the Christmas rush so that we, they could still afford to buy us Christmas presents. No one made her do that. She could have just said, tough luck, kids. <laughs> Christmas is going to be rough this year. Um, but she didn't. She got up after working her regular job at school as an administrator or as a uh, secretary. And then she went in the afternoons and she 
worked the second shift at Target till it closed and wore herself slap out so that we could have a Christmas. You know, she didn't have to do that. No one made her do that, but she did it because she loved my sister and I. And my dad, even when he was busy at work, when he was slammed, when he was putting in a ton of hours, when he had to work out of town, he always came home on the weekends and was at every single game I ever played. Every baseball game, every football game. He came to every single practice he could make. And you know what? It wasn't because he wanted to see me play that much because I sat on the bench a lot. <laughs> was not very good. But he did it because he loved me. He didn't have to. No one made him. No one twisted his arm. My dad just loved me, and he was proud of me. So he wanted to show up for me. And every morning that I woke my kids up at, or I, that I woke my parents up at 5 a.m., my mom loves to tell the story that I used to run into her room in the squeakiest, high-pitched voice and say, time to rise and shine, like a little old cheerful alarm clock and how annoying that was. Um, I'm being paid for it tenfold now because uh, our kids like to do that too. But my parents put up with that and they joyfully got up and, and gave me attention because they love me. And I, I know that now because I love my kids and I'll do the same for them. And it occurred to me that everything that we've been talking about in this series, everything we've talked about during May, we've talked about the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and all of the things that Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead and his second coming again does for us, right? It, it does so much good stuff for us. We're forgiven for our sins. We have victory over death. We have, we have power over sin here and now. And we have a, a future to look forward to where Christ redeems the whole world. But God didn't have to accomplish that for us. Nobody twisted God's arm to make him create you, to make him design you faithfully in your mother's womb. He did it because he loved you. Nobody twisted God's arm and made him made a, make a covenant with Abraham so that God's people could know who God was. No one twisted God's arm and made him send Jesus to earth in a manger. No one forced God at gunpoint to make Jesus go to the cross. No one made Jesus resurrect from the dead. And you didn't hear the gospel preached to you for the first time, lived out in your life by accident. God didn't cause that to happen for you by accident either. No one made him do it. No one made God do any of this. The reason that he did it was because of love. 
God created you to be the way that you are because he loves you the way that you are. Jesus came to earth to show you God in the flesh because he loved us. Jesus lived his life among us and taught us what it means for the kingdom of God to come to earth because he loves the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Love is the reason that we have the gospel in the first place. Love is the reason that we have any good news at all. Love is the reason that you will take your next breath because God loves you and God wants you and he desires you and he wants to be reconciled to you. Love is the reason for the gospel. Love is the good news. And when Paul says that he prays that the Ephesians will be rooted and grounded in love, what he means is that love is the most essential part of our faith. Like, yeah, we care about the truth. Yeah, doctrine is important. We care, we want to have faith. We want to, to build out from love. But love is the roots. A tree is not going to grow fruit. It's not going to grow limbs. It's not going to grow anything if the root system isn't healthy and strong. And I think so often what we try to do in church is we try to focus on having good limbs and good fruits and, and big impressive trees when we're not rooted and grounded in love. Like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, we can say all the right things, we can do all the right things, we can even perform miracles, but if we don't have love, it's all a resounding gong. Love is the roots. The rest of the tree grows out of that. The rest of our faith, the rest of our life in God needs to exist, but it grows out of love. And we need to make sure that we're receiving that love from God, that we're living, giving love back to God, and that we're extending that love to our neighbors as well, even the neighbors that we would rather not love, even the ones that make it hard, even the ones that present themselves like our enemies. God commands us and calls us to love them because that's his character. But when we were God's enemies, he went to the cross and he died for us. When we were yet sinners, God died for us. That's his character and that's the character that he's trying to grow in us too. So we have to practice that for our neighbors around us. You know, we have had five good, challenging years together. Thinking about all the stuff that happened, you know, the first week I came here to preach, the air conditioner was broken. 
and it was so hot in here. But we worked it out. The first three years I was with you, we had three hurricanes in a row. Well, two and a half. That third one didn't really count. We've baptized a lot of folks, but not as many as I would have liked. We've buried a lot of folks, a lot more than I would have liked. Y'all, I would not have traded my time at Alpha for anything in the world. Thank you for being good to me. Thank you for showing God's love to me. Thank you for being patient with me when I've made mistakes. Thank you for your kindness and your good humor. Thank you for being a great church and a great appointment. I love you all. And I, I have felt your love for me and my family too. And I pray that going forward, that Alpha's best years are ahead of you. And I pray that you'll know the width, the depth, the breadth, and the length of God's love. It is essential to God's character. And it's who he's shaping us to be as well. So that's what I want to leave you with. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now I have the privilege one more time of serving you Holy Communion. This is one of the ways in which God continually shows up for us, continually loves us, continually offers himself to us. If you're worshiping online with us this morning, um, I want to thank you for tuning in, and I want to give you this benediction. Go now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, knowing how great the love of God is. Amen.